Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. Today, we are talking about so much money etiquette with your wedding (laughs) and money matters and all of the things that you're responsible for as a host, all of the things your wedding party or other people are responsible for, if anything. And so we're going to dig deep into a lot of emails. But I want to start off with just saying, as the host of this event, it's kind of your responsibility Take it how you will. I'm coming in. I'm coming in gently. I'm I'm being I'm going to pet you a little bit. If you have decided to host a wedding and you're inviting people, it is technically your responsibility to cover all of the cost when it comes to the wedding experience that you've invited them to. You are not responsible to cover their travel. You are not responsible to cover their hotel rooms. You are responsible for making sure that the event or events that you have invited them to have basic needs such as water, hopefully there's some food, music, a place to sit down, and you know, joy, merriment, maybe that's extra. (laughs) That is all that you're responsible for. And when you're thinking about who to ask money for, who's hosting which event, how much you wanna budget for your wedding, just think about the guest experience you would like to have Think about all the special touches you've had for maybe a great hotel stay or even some of your friends' weddings where you're like, wow, they rolled out the red carpet for me. Identify the things that are really important for you to include in your wedding weekend or wedding experience and set your budget up so that you can actually give that to people that you're bringing or inviting. And if maybe the budget only allows you to invite 50 people because you're really wanting to give a great experience as a host, then that's it. Period. That's it. That's all you got. But if you were like, I got to have 200 people, identify exactly what your money is going to allow you to host for that experience and be okay with it. All right. So don't stress yourself out. Don't try and do more than you can. Pay for what you can afford. That's it. That's all you got to do. You don't have to try and be like someone else or be like something that you're, that you've seen on social Do what you can do, and that'll help this money etiquette go a little bit, (laughs) be a little bit easier on your heart. Because usually you get stressed about like, am I supposed to pay for that? Am I supposed to pay for that? When you're generally tapped, when you're, when you're, (laughs) when you feel like you're stretching your dollars and cents. So stay within something where you really can give an experience that you would have liked to receive on the receiving end. Cool? Cool. All right, let's jump right in. Hi, Betches. Love the podcast. I know you've talked a lot about money and asking parents for money, but I have a question I don't think I've heard yet. Do people still think it's the bride's parents' responsibility to cover the cost of the entire wedding and the groom covers the rehearsal dinner? 
For rehearsal, my future mother-in-law keeps making comments about how she is not hosting the wedding, but is willing to spend whatever she needs to in order to host the perfect rehearsal dinner. My fiance and I are not having an extravagant wedding and we don't want a fancy rehearsal. We told her that his father was going to pay for the alcohol at the wedding. They're divorced. And she seemed offended at the idea. I understand that both sides do not have to help and we're appreciative of the help we are getting, but I don't see why she's getting so offended at the idea of taking money from the rehearsal budget and putting it towards the wedding. We're not in the 1980s where people had the ceremony and reception in the church and only served cake and punch, right? We're like in 2023 when weddings are so expensive. Sincerely, my rehearsal dinner is going to be nicer than my wedding. All right. Okay, friends. I think you've heard me say this before. And, and my, my, my friend here, we love you. Anyone that's listening to this that's still in the budgeting phase, please connect with your fiance and talk together about what it is that you were expecting from other parents. I think you guys need to get on a good front and then you have a family round table <laughs> and then you all talk about what they're expecting and what they'd like to do and then you can have a conversation to say, well, I was thinking you would host this and this is what that would look like. And here are some ideas. All right, so let's take it from the top. Do you still think it's the bride's parents' responsibility to cover the cost of the entire wedding? To be honest, I think it really just depends on the family. I've had very traditional couples where the bride's parents do pay for the entire cost of the wedding and the groom's family hosted the rehearsal dinner. And I've had a lot more instances where the couple is paying for the wedding themselves, but they are getting a lot of dollars and cents from a parent and they're able to kind of spend it as they will. So it really, it's, it, it really depends. And I don't think there's one right way or not. It really is just a case by case basis. So do I still think that way? No. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it, yes, but I don't think that's a hard and fast, like, this is the only way we can do it. It's, it's yeah, like you're saying, it's not, it's not the 1980s. We have evolved. Everyone is paying for their own weddings now most of the time. And parents are generally chipping in a large lump sum. But I know a lot of couples who are paying for their parents to fly to where they need to go because the roles are reversed now and the children are now more you know, a little bit more financially stable than their parents. So totally choose your adventure there. Pick your, pick your poison. But <laughs> I do not think that is a hard and fast rule. But for the rehearsal dinner, if your mother-in-law is like, has her heart set on this, consider her worldview of maybe prior to divorce, she had dreamt about hosting this rehearsal dinner because she's probably from the 80s or she's from, you know, a little bit earlier. So her worldview is probably like, this was what she's been waiting on her whole life. Not her whole life, but maybe since her son was born, she's like, oh, the day I get to plan Bobby's rehearsal dinner. So I would encourage you to switch your perspective to see what her worldview might be and why this is so important to her. And when you say, I don't understand why she is so offended at what the dad is doing, have a conversation and ask her. Dig deep there. You guys are going to be together. Y'all are family now. You're going to be together for a long time. So you might want to understand where she's coming from, especially as a divorced a divorced ex-wife who's going to her son's wedding. She probably did not see that coming. And this might 
this, yeah, this might mean something to her. So I would encourage you to dig deep with your mother-in-law and just take her out for tea, talk to her, have a lunch, do the things, but dig deep. And I know that you're trying to see it from your perspective, but identify why she's acting that way and talk to her, get to know her because it might, it might surprise you. Also, understanding you're not having an extravagant wedding and she is trying to host the quote unquote perfect rehearsal dinner. Everyone's version of fancy and luxury is very different. So I would also encourage you to discuss with her, like maybe take some ideas of what you had at the rehearsal. Like, hey, this is what I have in mind for the rehearsal. What do you think? I'd love to keep it not as extravagant because our wedding isn't. So I would just have that open conversation. But it sounds like you want her to not put the money in the rehearsal dinner and to put it towards the wedding. I would also ask her if it's a, if you're able to, that's tricky to me. I wouldn't ask her just for money because it sounds like she wants to champion this event. Like that's, this is her thing. But I think once you have a conversation with her and really kind of meet her where she's at, then you'll be able to see like, oh, this has nothing to do with that. She just wants to feel seen and heard and understood and ha- do something. Talk to her because you might be surprised what your answer is. And yeah, then you guys can discuss like, maybe you're like, look, I know you want to plan the rehearsal dinner, but we really want to add more money to our wedding flowers. Her thinking is she'll ha- she'll be seen and known as the host of the rehearsal dinner. She won't get any acknowledgement from putting money towards the wedding because no one's going to know what came from her. Does that, if that makes sense. So by, rehe- by hosting the rehearsal dinner, she gets to champion that. She gets some light. She gets some attention. She probably gets to put her name on the invitation as hosted by. So she gets the acknowledgement she's probably been seeking. If she gives you money and you put it towards something miscellaneous at the wedding, no one's going to know it's her. So consider, again, meeting her where she's at, discussing why this is important to her, expressing how you feel about it, and then see if you guys can come to a happy medium. I think that'll work. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., 
And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving right along. Hi, Fallon. I've been listening to your podcast since I got engaged and I love your tips. Love you too, boo. I'm getting married at a venue that can only sleep about half of my guests. My fiance loves the idea of us covering the cost of his best friend's off-site accommodations as we're having a destination wedding and this will help them be able to attend. I worry about our guests who will also be staying at lodging off-site as they will have to pay for their own lodging and don't get the benefits of staying on-site. I worry my friends will talk and those who are staying off-site will be offended or feel secondary. Should I ask our guests staying on-site to reimburse us for their rooms? Hmm. Tricky, tricky, tricky. I would say, first things first, sometimes when I do a hotel block and let's say room rates are, what, $500, $600 a night. For some people, that works. For other people, that's like, yo, I ain't coming. So <laughs> what we have, and it's maybe people who are like in the wedding party or it's really close family friends that you're like, they like have to be there. In your case, it's a best friend. What we generally do is we use some of the budget and offset the cost of some rooms. And that way, we identify who is on this list of the offset, they get communicated a different cost and then other guests get communicated another cost and et voila. When they call the hotel, there's already a list. The hotel knows, oh, hi, Brian, you get the 295 rate. And then maybe, you know, your billionaire friend that's coming, it's like, hey, guy, Johnson, your name, <laughs> you pay the $600 rate. He's fine with that. He's And he's not gonna be like, yes, I paid 600 if you're afraid that your friend's going to talk, ask him and say, hey, we're really hooking you up, but we'd love it if you could keep this internal and keep this under wraps. I think that's a safe thing. We don't want other, I think that's easy to tell him, like, we don't want other guests to assume you got a special favor. But even if they did, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, even if he's like, hey, they paid for my room, that's your decision. And that's something that you gifted him. And they don't know the backstory of why you have gifted it. And to be honest, he's probably not going to say that because that shows that he might not be as financially stable as everyone else. So he's probably not going to say anything. <laughs> it would make him look a little weird. But anywho, I think your question is, should I ask our guests staying on site to reimburse us for their rooms? To be honest, that is a, that's a discussion that you guys have to have on if that's important to you. I think gifting things to people and helping them have the ability to come to your wedding it's a great gift. And I think that 
they're going to help and enhance the experience and you want them to be there. And maybe they're just going through a rough season, but you're like, look, bro, I'm going to take care of everything. Come. I think that's beautiful. And I don't think you should feel any type of way about the other people who maybe didn't get the gift. They don't need it right now. You gifted who you gifted it to. And that's it. Um, I don't, I don't know if you should ask your guests to that are staying on site to reimburse you for your rooms. If money is tight for you or, you know, it's inconvenient for you covering the cost of the friends also staying on site, then maybe. But <laughs> I think if you're going, like my mom said, you can never outgive God. So I think if you extend yourself and you're covering the cost of the accommodations because it's minimal um, to you and it hasn't impacted your budget as of yet, continue on. If this is something where you're like, look, we are in a pinch. I don't know how we're going to afford this wedding us paying for everyone's room does not work for us, then ask them to reimburse you for the folks that are staying on site. Generally, when I do a wedding at like a chateau or something where there's accommodations, most of the time the couple is asking the guests to reimburse them for the cost of the rooms as like a hotel stay. And they're fine with it. But again, you can never outgive God. If this is something you want to gift your crew and your family, it's only going to enhance their experience and they're only going to be that much more magical. You're going to feel so good knowing you gave them this amazing experience. And I think that's great. You're going to feel really, really good. <laughs> um, I don't think you have anything to worry about. Keep doing what you're doing because you're giving and you're coming from a good place. And I don't think anyone's going to talk because they're probably going to be drinking and they're not going to be like, how much did you pay for your room? Don't think too hard about it. Hi, Fallon. Love the show. Here's my question. What do you think about gifts for your wedding party on the day of the wedding? Our wedding party is relatively small, which includes my maid of honor, best man, two bridesmaids, and two groomsmen, flower girl, ring bearer, and we have a friend officiating. Personally, I hate getting clutter. I end up donating, but I don't want my friends to think I don't care. Is a nice card enough? I'm already covering hair and makeup for bridesmaids. I'm sure you'll have an opinion here. Let me know what you think. Thank you, a 2024 bride. I mean, y'all already know about how I feel about these wedding parties because see, you're over here stressing about what you're going to give them. So, but anywho, you've decided, and this is this is small and quaint, and I, I, I dig it. I think the fact that you also hate clutter, they probably know that you hate clutter. <laughs> and to be honest, I think what you're doing enough by covering hair and makeup is just fine. And you shouldn't be too worried about your friends thinking that you don't care because that's probably something you've made up in your head. <laughs> I have a feeling the fact that you're asking if a card is enough and you're covering hair and makeup and, oh, I don't know. I have a feeling you are a very good friend and that you do care and that they know that you do care. And you're probably a little bit of a people pleaser if I might say so. But my opinion is, what does your heart tell you? Because if you want to give something extra, maybe they went like all out on like your bachelorette party or they really did an amazing bridal shower for you and like really threw the bells and whistles out. And you're like, I really want to show my appreciation to them for that. Or maybe there's a lot of travel involved or a hotel, you know, it's like they're really coming out of pocket with a lot of expenses and you're like, I'd love to give them some little trinket then maybe consider something that you would like to get. Maybe some house slippers or a cute pajama set, something that they can lounge around with there. 
but do not stress yourself to give something if your budget is tapped. That is not what you have to do. A gift for the party is not a necessity. Um, It is a nice thing, but I think like you're saying, a thank you card says thank you for being in my wedding. They have made the decision to join on. They knew what this was gonna cost them potentially. (laughs) They knew what this experience was gonna be. And I have a feeling you're not, you're not someone who's come at them with crazy demands and ask them to also, you know, can you do the flowers? Can you also clean up after the wedding? It doesn't, to me, knowing what I'm knowing from these few lines, I have a feeling you have not asked them to truly extend themselves greater than what the normal role is of a wedding party. So the fact that you're covering hair and makeup, I would say, if anything, make sure there's water and some champagne and some snacks, (laughs) maybe full breakfast and a great lunch. I think if you take care of their basic amenities and maybe even enhance with some chocolate and some dessert, just make sure they feel taken care of. That is your only responsibility, period. That's all you gotta do. You're good, you're in a good space. And write them a nice thank you saying, we really appreciate you. Like this is the best. I could not have done this without you. I think that is just fine. All right, good luck. (laughs) All right, we're going to get into some DMs here. We got a lot. Please continue to send them. We love you. Okay, one of the polls that we did, this is very interesting. It was a question, a poll for everyone. If a bride insists on her bridal party staying at the same hotel as her the night before and of the wedding, should she pay? This is a destination with various other affordable hotels in the area. All right. So we posted this on the story and 43% agreed what the bride wants, the bride gets. And 57, 57% agreed if I'm staying at the more expensive hotel, she's paying. Wow. Wow. Um, I think people can insist things all they want. <laughs> but... She can insist all she wants, but what are you going to do? Kick me out of the party because I don't stay at the more expensive hotel? Like, even when I go to wedding conferences sometime and I'm like, yo, this, the host hotel is crazy. I'm going to go and use my Marriott points down the street at the courtyard. I, no, one, no one can make you do anything. So to me, this isn't even a poll. It's like, She can insist all she wants. What is she going to do? Be sassy with me the next morning because I didn't stay at her expensive hotel. What is it to her? (laughs) No shade. Like I no like no shade at all. Like I'm like, okay, boy, I love you, but she can insist. But I I actually do agree. Like if she's insistent and she's going to get really super saucy, like I, this is what I can afford. And, and maybe there's a conversation of like, Look, the other hotel hotel down the street is $300 a night and this hotel is $600 a night. Tell her I'm willing to give her the $300 I would have paid for the hotel down the street. Like, I will pay you the rate that I pay, I was going to pay there. And then if she can help offset the cost by doing this. If she if this is something that she is like crazily adamant on, I would and and I'm, I guess I'm not talking to the bride here, but I would encourage her to offset the cost of um, her wedding party's stay and understanding what other hotels in, in the area cost. I would somehow put a portion of her wedding budget towards the cost of the room to make the rates in line and comparable to the other hotels in the area. That would be my suggestion if this was my bride. And she was like, what do I do? I want them to stay with me. 
then we have to offset the cost because we've already asked them to fly here. They've had to travel. They've had to get their hair done, their nails done, their, especially all the other accoutrement that comes with getting prepared for a destination wedding. So I would tell her to offset the cost. That would be my suggestion to her. But I agree. She doesn't get what she wants. <laughs> if I have to, if I'm on a budget, I'm going to stay down the street and I'm going to tell her I love her and I will see her at 8 a.m. for my hair appointment. Keep thanks. Okay, common courtesy for the bridal party for destination weddings, what to treat them to, etc. Um, for a bridal party to a destination wedding, understanding they paid for a flight. <laughs> And probably paid for Ubers to get to and from the airport. This is this is much more of a mightier expense. I would definitely treat them to uh, some type of dinner upon arrival. Um, so I would definitely have a rehearsal dinner for them. If you can't, you know, maybe you're having a welcome event for all the other guests. If you can't afford the rehearsal dinner, just have a really baller welcome event and make sure there's food <laughs> like real food not just the light past canapes like make sure there's food food i would also t- cover the cost of their hair and makeup for sure but other than that and i think i've mentioned this before have a really clear conversation with your wedding party before they say yes so that they understand the financial implications prior to because it, it is still a one like a, a two-way street like i'm i would love for you to do this but this is what it means i will take care of covering your hair and makeup, but I'd love it if you could come to the wedding. Because at the end of the day, if they weren't in your wedding party, you would probably have still invited them to the wedding, which means they still would have had to fly there and pay for their own accommodation. So to me, it's the same thing. I know that everyone's budgets are very different. Um, Some people do pay for the bridal parties, travel and, you know, expenses. That's really up to you. But I think for the baseline, if you can cover the expenses of what happens when they get there, as far as hair and makeup and anything regarding the wedding weekend, make sure they're fed. And I would also have a really nice gift in their room as a, as a thank you. You know, it'll also be cute now that I think about it. If they're staying at a, at a, at a hotel that's really expensive, maybe give them like a, a stipend of like $100 or $150 as a gift for them to order room service and stuff. That'd be cute. I, I would I would like getting I'm thinking of myself like if I was invited to a wedding and I was in the wedding party having that I'd be like yo or like a credit I could use at the spa I'd be like oh she loves me there's so many ways that you can really treat them but the common courtesy to me is at least cover their expenses on the day of the event that they're supposed to be there for okay why do price tags rise the second you say wedding because there's a tax on weddings because weddings are exponentially more stressful and emotionally driven than any other event. Working with a corporate client and working with a bride, I use a lot more of my emotional energy. Um, It's extremely more taxing as a wedding professional to create basically the most important day in someone's life. The stress is unrealistic. I've had breakdowns. I've had like, I've been on drugs. I'm like, you know, this is, this, this is not a job I wish on anybody who's not ready. So when you say the word wedding, I a hundred percent charge you differently than I would charge. I'm having a birthday party because <laughs> you're going to have a lot more birthday parties, but this wedding, everything is riding on it. 
and you bring that stress that you feel on making this the most important day of your life to me and I have to help manage you through it for 12 months, sometimes 16 months of my life, I'm invested in this experience with you day in and day out. It is also my wedding. And sometimes I'm doing like 13 at a time and each bride has to feel like they are the most important person every time I talk to them. So the price tag is just a little different. But I will say if I did an event for like Tesla or Cartier, they actually pay more because they have more. (laughs) So in all honesty, the price tags only go higher in some instances. My weddings don't pay me as much as a corporate event. I will say that. (laughs) Okay. Can I ask my in-laws to put money down for the guests I don't care about, but they're insistent? did we invite? I think I'm going to go back to this. When people are giving you money for your wedding, you have to identify what that means and what the the value exchange is, because it isn't just like, I'm going to take some money and then it's great. (laughs) It's like, so in this instance, it's like, I would love for you guys to cover the cost of these guests because they were not on our initial guest list. If you'd like them to come, they can come, but you're gonna have to pay for them. (laughs) And you can say, right now our wedding is averaging $500 a person. Would you like to still invite these 10 people? If you do, would you be able to submit $5,000 for us to cover the cost of an additional table, of the extra flowers, of the extra food and beverage, the bar packages, um, the table linen, the forks, the knives, the plate, the charger. (laughs) I think it's well within your rights. I have a guest list of 75. You now wanna make that guest list go up to 80. And these are people I don't know, but you're insisting that they come. Unless they're paying for the wedding, I would 100% ask them. So who's paying for these people to come? Love you. All right. (laughs) All right. Do you tell the other set of parents how much money you got from the other? Mm. I would say, I don't think I, I don't, uh, to me, to be honest, it's a case by case. I think (sighs) honesty and transparency is probably one of my core values. (laughs) Like, I don't like hiding anything. I don't like anything under the rug. I don't want, I don't want to have to be whispering. I don't want to, because I'm not a great liar and I'm eventually going to say something and be like, oh, I was supposed to say that. Like, I'd rather everything as transparent as possible. And when it comes to both sets of parents sitting down at the table, I think understanding you're merging your families, it would be really, really great if everyone knew what was happening and what they were doing and not in a competitive way, like, oh, well, his family gave this much money and her family gave this much money, like not in a way for them to be competitive, but for everyone to understand realistically how this wedding is happening. And that's it. And if if people don't want to disclose the amount of money, that's fine. I guess guess. <laughs> it's totally fine. If they're like, I don't want them to know how much we spent on it. Then you can respect their wishes. And then if they ask, you could say they prefer that we don't 
discuss it. But I would open the floor for everyone to just be open and flexible and just, can we all just talk, guys? <laughs> like, I just want to talk. I'm like, like talking about money is so tricky for a lot of people. And I can see where this might be, a, these might be really hard conversations to have because everyone has very different relationships with money and what it means to them and what that value looks like because we've all correlated how much money we have to how valuable we are and what we are worth. And we have to remove that stigma. And I'm not saying that you're gonna do it with your parents or whoever's involved in this wedding, um, but it can start with you. And you can take the concept of, we're not doing this anymore, guys. Like you can take it to your family. We're not, we're not operating this way anymore. We are better than this. <laughs> we are not our money. We are not our money. That's it. And so if your parents don't want to say how much money is whomever is, is just say why. What, 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 what does it mean if, why? What does it mean? Dig a little deeper. But I would not tell the other parent, set of parents unless you have permission to tell them how much they've given. But yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> All right, as a guest, do you have to send a gift when you decline? Hmm. As someone who understands everyone's financial situation is completely different, sometimes you're declining going to a wedding because of a financial reason. And maybe you've got a serious goal or you're really trying to do something. And the gift, you, you, you think you might have to gift something elaborate. I think a lovely note, um, maybe flowers, maybe even, you know, a great bottle of champagne. Those things are, you know, pretty economical. I think those are just fine. And I do think you should give a little something to let them know because being invited to a wedding is a huge deal because going through that guest list is a long exercise. And if, if you made the chopping block, it's kind of like you made the Olympics. Like <laughs> just thinking of how much it costs per guest to be in a room. And they thought so highly of you to invite you to this special occasion to celebrate their love story. I don't think you have to do anything. I think it's a nice gesture if you sent a gift when you said, I'm not able to come, but I wanna thank you so much. Please, please continue to include me in the love story of your family as it grows, something like that. And send them little bubbles or flowers. But yeah, easy peasy. Oh, my days. Oh, I love you all. This, these are really good, good questions. Very, very good. All right, guys, thank you again for sending in all of your emails and the DMs. I love answering them. I'm hopeful that this is helpful to you. But that is it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. You guys can find me on I Am Fallon Carter. Please follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death do us part. Betches.